The Buccaneers and Lions face off at Ford Field for the right to play in the NFC Championship. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. You are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this live Friday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow the two of us on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JRCO underscore Bucks. He is David Harrison at DHarrison82, your credentialed members of the media covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. David is a staff writer over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com, part of the Fan Nation site covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers and, and our every livers. And for that, we'd like to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. One of the ways you can support the show is become a Locked On Bucks insider. You're going to get news, the inside scoop, exclusive content, one-on-one texting with me, uh, because who doesn't want to do that? Become a Locked On Bucks insider at joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Bucks. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash Locked On NFL and use code Locked On NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. 100 smackaroos. Indeed. Indeed. Welcome to this episode, Richard, David. Benjamin, Mike, Paul, JJ, and James. And of course, you, James Jarko. Also, welcome to you to this live episode of Locked on Bucks. We are going to discuss a lot of things. We're going to make our predictions. We're going to tell you how the Buccaneers pull off a six and a half points uh, upset, I believe, is still where the line is on FanDuel. Um, Indeed. But before we get to all that, we got to tell you who's going to be playing in this game. We got to tell you who's going to be making the trip to Detroit. And ladies and gentlemen, we will be making the trip to Detroit. I don't know, James, if you've already kind of said that or not, but I but I, I I went very early. I pulled the trigger super early last weekend post game to everybody that we were going to be making the effort to go to Detroit to cover this game for them. And so now I would like to follow that up by saying we will indeed be in Detroit. James Yarko is about 48 hours from having a whole lot of this in his face for a whole game, and he's super excited about it. As excited I mean, as never- Richard flying his Bucks flags through Los Angeles. We may not sit anywhere near each other, so who knows? Oh, we're sitting near each other, buddy. I don't, I don't, I, I got news for Bucks PR. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just playing. I sit where my assigned seat is. You are correct. You are correct. absolutely correct. All right, let's get to the important stuff. Which Buccaneers will be playing in this game? Nobody is out, so that's important. Unless, obviously, if they're on IR, they're obviously not playing this game, right? But Shaquille Barrett, outside linebacker extraordinaire, is questionable with an ankle injury. Running back Chase Edmonds has a toe injury. He is questionable. John Wolford missed practice uh, yesterday or well today with an illness, and he is now questionable as well. Cleared to play. This is the most important part. Yaya Diaby with a shoulder injury. Chris Godwin with a knee injury, which probably explains why he was going to miss that dunk even if he didn't pull up. Baker Mayfield 
uh, quarterback extraordinaire, ribs, ankle injury, cleared to play. And Richard, we did fact check you because you asked us to fact check you. Levante Davis' last interception came in 2020 against the Denver Broncos. But before that, it was indeed 2019 against Jared Goff and the, uh, well, 2019 against the Rams. Um, was that Jared Goff 2019? I believe that was Jared Goff. It was so. indeed Jared Gerf. Yeah. Uh, that was the game that ended up like 59 to 51 or something stupid. Uh, and Dominican Sue had the scoop and score at the very end against his former team. That was a fun game to, to watch and to cover. And real quick, I will address this right now. Okay, look, look, <laughs> Danny K in the chat, have the Bucks won with James present. Define present because I have been in attendance for plenty of Buccaneers victories, including including at four yeah, field you know what he means you know but what he means stop it you know what he means in the media box things have not gone so well and look i'm just going to say this first and foremost the bucks are zero and zero when david and i attend together also if you flip a coin what are the odds that it's going to land on heads five times in a row like well, All know. I'm saying is my attendance has absolutely no bearing on the game. It's the Bucks that have to show well, up and play football. And to counter this, when I'm present, typically the Buccaneers win. I can't say all the time because they did lose. Uh, the last time I covered a Bucks game on the road was against Pittsburgh Steelers, and they lost. You know that was the infamous game where Tom Brady was like yelling at all the offensive linemen on the field, and everybody hated. Oh him yeah. Um, so they have lost when I've been in the press box, but typically they win, including. I mean, I was on hand Monday night when they beat the New Orleans Saints in that game that definitely looked like they were going to lose. Rashad White scored the game-winning touchdown. Taysom Hill uh, dropped what would have been a really critical pass. I don't remember the entire situation. I just remember it was Taysom Hill because I was laughing, and I just knew that James Jarko was uh, laughing his head off died. as well. Um, so, you know, so there's some good juju going that way as well, uh, but also some good juju going for the Buccaneers, getting a lot of guys healthy, and that's, of course, when you need it to happen. For the Detroit Lions, relatively healthy themselves as well. But they do have one player out. Wide receiver Khalif Raymond is out with a knee injury. And I know he's not like a household name, but that is actually kind of a significant absence for them. Uh, questionable to play in this game. Linebacker James Houston with an ankle injury. Tight end Sam Laporta with a knee injury. That's huge. If he doesn't go, which I think he's going to go, but if he doesn't go, that's massive. That's a game changer. Clear to play. Linebacker Alex Anzalone. Safety Brian Branch should have been a Washington commander. Anyway, safety Kirby Joseph. Center Frank Ragnow with a knee, back, and toe injury. Like this dude is yeah his like his his disability <laughs> list and my disability list we can compare them and we'll go toe-to-toe -to -toe. uh tight end brock Wrights also clear to play for the lions james yeah uh the irony of kirby joseph being on here with a knee injury when he has basically moved two tight ends knees to the back of their leg uh is a bit much for me uh but yeah overall the the biggest concern i think for for bucks fans was shaq barrett leading up to this game, right? He didn't participate in practice Wednesday. He didn't participate on Thursday. He was a limited participant on Friday. I think Shaq is one of those guys that it's like, you know what? We know what he's going to do. We know what he can do. He's going to be on the field come hell or high water. So, you know, don't worry about that. And then the other concern that I really had coming into this week was Yaya Diaby. We saw him leave the field on Monday with an injury. He did come back in, didn't participate Wednesday, limited on Thursday, full on Friday. He's good to go. Bucks are definitely going to need him uh, on the Lions side. Yeah, I mean, I think Sam Laporta, he was a full participant all week long. He's he's a go and it's he's going to be a, a big key for the Lions. 
The Bucks have to figure out a way to contain him and uh, and the magical, mystical rookie tight end powers that he possesses really need a down game from him. We need to have him end up with as many drops on Sunday as the entire Bucks team combined had on Monday night. Um, I just want to point out, you know, not to pat myself on the back, but I'm pat myself on the back. Sam Laporta was my my second favorite tight end in this class behind uh, Dalton Kincaid, and both those dudes are, are balling out for their teams and doing really good things. So, you know, I'm not saying that I should be, you know, a general manager of an NFL team, but I'm not not saying it either. Kendall, welcome to your first live episode. We appreciate you. I feel like those uh, Peloton people were like, welcome to your 100th ride. I wish we could track that. That'd be really cool. David Stacks would be like, welcome to your thousandth live episode. That's uh, <laughs> That'd be a lot. We might need to put you on payroll for that, but we are going to put some predictions on record. We're going to put our keys to the game out there for all of you to agree with 100% because we're always right. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, we're all of the above. eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers this episode is also brought to you by fanduel the nfl season is wrapping up but there's still time to get in on the action with fanduel america's number one sports book right now new customers you get 150 dollars in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet that's 150 bucks in bonus bets win or lose the baltimore ravens san francisco 49ers detroit lions and the buffalo bills are all favored to win their divisional round matchups. But even if you bet on one and they don't win, you still win. You still get $150 as long as that bet on one of those teams was a $5 variety. The app is so easy to use, and there's different ways to bet, like same-game parlays, find new bets in the Explore tab, make your own parlay in the Parlay Hub, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. Thanks again for making a Locked On Bucks your first listener, your first view today and every day, every dayers. Thanks for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Locked On has also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with your local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are headed to Ford Field, where it's scheduled to be a low of 15 degrees and nine mile nine mile per hour winds. So I really hope that they're okay walking from the bus into the stadium on Sunday. The volume inside the dome is going to reach really really high levels as they prepare for kickoff. Uh, so look, it's not going to be easy to hear. It's not going to be easy to play. They are preparing some uh, silent counts and, and check with me's and all that stuff. But how do the Buccaneers neutralize the noise and the crowd? It's very simple, James. They do what Papa Doc couldn't, and they shut. Be rabbit down. How are they going to do? 
Who is B Rabbit in this scenario? Like, are we still Who referring to Eminem? How dare you insult Eminem by comparing him to Jigger? He's the ultimate uh, underdog. He didn't belong. Nobody wanted him. Everybody thought he was just a, uh, a joke. He wasn't going to last. He was barely going to make it out of the bathroom, let alone onto uh, the big stage. And here he is. And he's got blonde uh, hair. I mean, it just it works. The front four. All right. Blitzing. My my AirPods disconnected, so we're just going to keep talking over one another, uh, which is why I, I could not hear you for that, for whatever it was that you were saying. Just trust that I made a really good point and you agree with it. I absolutely disagree wholeheartedly. All right, get home with your front four. Blitzing Jared Goff the way that they blitzed Jalen Hurts is a recipe for disaster. Okay, Goff against pressure this year, he was blitzed 212 times. He was hurried 42 times. He was pressured on 22% of his dropbacks, and he was completing 53.1% of passes under pressure. On top of that, he only had 20 interceptable passes and 25 danger plays all season. That's top half of the league in both. And if you want to take it one step further, his 25 danger plays this season, top third in the NFL among quarterbacks. Goff is also better. I thought this was interesting. He's better against zone than he is against man. So his completion percentage against zone coverage is 67.3, whereas against man coverage is 61.7. Quarterback rating 104.3 against zone versus 94 against man. So the Bucs have to be able to generate pressure with their front line. Kalijah Kansi, Vita Vea, Shaq Berry, Yaya Diaby, Anthony Nelson, Greg Gaines, Joe Tryon Trieka, whoever the combination is up front, that's who they need to get after Goff with. And I'm not saying that you can't blitz. Just pick your spots to send him field junior, to send Devin White to send Levante to send Izzy in. The Bucks blitzed on 53.8% of snaps last week against the Eagles. That's insane. I'm going to rewind the clock to uh, one of our favorite holidays, David Harrison. Thanksgiving. The Packers' dominant win in Ford Field on Thanksgiving, they blitzed on just 36% of plays, and they generated pressure on 42%. They forced three turnovers, and they did it without sending extra people at the rate that Tampa just did last week. So Vita Vea, Kalijah Kansi, those guys have to find a way to get through a very tough Lions offensive line to generate that nat natural pass rush instead of having to send all these guys and leaving one-on-one uh, -on -one coverage that golf actually tends to do really well against. Yeah, no, I like it. I think that's, I think it's very important. In fact, I mean, where, where I cover the commanders, like, I know nobody cares about the commanders here, but Ben Johnson, Lions offensive coordinator is one of the prime candidates to be their new head coach. Bobby Slowick, Houston Texans offensive coordinator uh, is also one. And the, the people who want Bobby Slowick to be the hire are trying to detract from Ben Johnson, saying that Ben Johnson is doing what he's doing with a much better crew then Bobby Slowick is doing the same thing, getting to the divisional round of the playoffs and all that stuff. And that's just a testament to how good the Lions offensive line has been, how good their weapons can be, and how good Jared Goff uh, has been playing. Um, I'm going to let James take over the comment scrolling here real quick, but I do want to address Kendall's comment here. Question here, can you go live during the pregame or halftime? Pregame would be actually potentially allowed. Here's the problem. You can't you can't really broadcast from the press box. It's not allowed. Um, you know, there's broadcast teams, radio booths, all that stuff for those people. We are not those people. So that's not something, unfortunately, that we can do. We could go find like a secluded place during pregame. But honestly, 
Um, there's some rules here on the network that involve uh, bad words, and we can't control that kind of environment, and we don't want to get fired uh, during the pregame of our first playoff game together. That would be that'd be trash. It's like the next best thing to getting fired on your day off is getting fired at your first pre- or play playoff game before the game even starts. That would be next level. So good question, but no, unfortunately, we can't do that. So good key to your to your to the game, and I, I agree with you because my key to the game also has to do with that aggressive defense and where you want them to be aggressive. I agree, but they also got to be smart with it. And that's where kind of mm-hmm. where things get a little bit tricky because sometimes trying to be a smart, aggressive player can turn into hesitancy and hesitancy turns into problems. Right. But the bottom line is this Detroit is going to try to turn Tampa Bay's aggression against them. They know what Todd Bowles is about. They know how Todd Bowles defenses operate. And in the postseason, especially they crank that pressure up. Uh, as high as they can get it. Detroit is going to try to use that against them. They've had a rise in 11 personnel usage since the Buccaneers last saw Detroit. When they last saw Detroit, the the, the Lions used 11 personnel 51% of the time. Still, obviously, over half the time. That's not a surprise. 11 personnel is the most popular personnel grouping in football these days. But since that game, the Detroit Lions have turned to 11 personnel 69% of the time. Uh, So that's quite a rise in 11 personnel. Why are they trying to do that? They're trying to give Jared Goff more weapons, as many weapons as possible, spread defenses out as much as possible. While they're increasing their 11 personnel usage, they're also having a dip in their shotgun usage. Shotgun usage, the last time the Buccaneers saw them, 65%. Shotgun usage since the Buccaneers last saw them, 55%. A 10% drop in shotgun usage. So they're under center a lot more often with more weapons on the field. Why? Because of the play action. That is something that Ben Johnson's offense has really started to highlight, and this is something that I've really gotten intrigued on studying him as a potential head coach that I'll be covering next season. The effectiveness of their play action in Detroit has gotten a lot better. It's not necessarily being used more. It's just the effectiveness of it. Week one to week six, the Detroit Lions were 11th in the NFL in play action dropbacks, had a 76.9% completion rating, which is really high, and a nine yards per attempt uh, pa- uh, attempt rating. Week six to now, the Lions are fourth in play action. So that's how much they've upticked their play action usage. Now their completion percentage has dipped 70.2%. 70.2% is still really good. Why has it dipped? Because they're taking deeper shots. Their yards per completion or yards per attempt average has risen to 9.4 yards per attempt. Now think about that. These are yards per attempt, not completion. So the fact that their yards per attempt have gone up almost half a yard while their completion percentage has actually gone down almost a full 6% or 7%, tells you that while they're not as efficient with it, they're not completing passes as, as high of a rate. When they are completing passes, they're getting much more yardage out of those play actions. Why? Because they're not doing it out of shotgun. I'm not going to get too, too deep into this, but this is something that actually I was excited on, on Friday because it started getting a little bit of Twitter traction as well. Bottom line is this. When you play action from under center, the quarterback turns his back and the ball to the defense. The defense doesn't know where the ball is. The running back is running downhill. That makes your defenders attack the line of scrimmage when the quarterback pulls that ball out. By the time they see that ball, they're already running downhill. That's the idea. Play action out of shotgun. The quarterback never faces away from the defense. The ball is never hidden from the defense. And defenders know that running back is four yards behind the line of scrimmage. I don't have to attack the line of scrimmage when I see run action like I do from under center. That is why the Detroit Lions play action is improved. That's why they're getting more yards out of it. And if Devin White, Antoine Winfield Jr., whoever does not stay disciplined in their aggressive play, they're going to get burned by this Detroit Lions play action. And I'm looking at Sam Laporta. When the Lions think they have him on Devin White, guys, I'm telling you right now, 
If I'm Jared Goff and I've got Sam or Sam Laporta lined up on Devin White, I am audibly to a play action. I don't care what the play is. I'm audibly to play action, and I'm hoping that when I turn around, I see big number 45 out of his pass defense lane and Sam Laporta running wide open. Yeah, it's this this matchup is I think it really is going to boil down to who blinks first, right? Who's who's going to make the the biggest mistake soonest? And and whoever that does and whichever team can capitalize is going to end up winning this game. I do think it's it's going to be really really close and you know obviously we're both stressing how important the defense is in this one. We know the Lions are susceptible to points. We know that they have kind of a weak secondary. So it's all about the Buccaneers defense. We have predictions coming up, bull predictions, player predictions, score predictions. That is all next on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and then watch your winnings roll in. Prize Picks is the most fun that I've had winning up to 25 times my money this season. And with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports from different leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and reception. Sounds interesting. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the promo code LockedOnNFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. That code again, LockedOnNFL, all lowercase, at prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL to get yourself a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Wrapping things up here on a live edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And the Bucks play the Lions this Sunday at 3 o'clock Eastern time. Catch every snap of the Buccaneers' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SiriusXM app. Just search Buccaneers. While you're there, you just might hear a familiar face during the game. Dave is going to hear plenty of this familiar voice during the game. Um, I, I I do think that we're going to need to like try to figure out how to switch seats because... Uh, you know, there's there's just something poetic about us sitting together, covering our first playoff game together. Uh, it's going to be a good time. All right. Predictions. I see a lot of you in the chat dropping your uh, your score predictions already. Let's see some of those bold predictions. I'm going to kick things off. Mike Evans, 170 plus receiving yards and two scores. Over the last four weeks, the Detroit Lions are allowing an average of 185.25 yards and a touchdown to opposing teams' number one receivers. Well, who's the Bucs' number one receiver? It's not David Moore. It's not Trey Palmer. It's him, Mike Evans. And with the trash talk between Baker and C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Baker is going to want to look to air it out early and often to attack that already weak secondary, especially targeting a certain former saint who seems to think he still has Marshawn Lattimore to bail him out and decided to pop off at the mouth without knowing what he was talking about and insinuating that the Bucks quarterback was trash. Also mentioned a wide receiver that hasn't played since like the first week of training camp because he blew out his knee, but hey, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Mike Evans has 
all of the advantages of being able to dominate this game. I, I've said it a couple of times. I'm going to say it one more time. When you reach this level, you're in the divisional round of the playoffs. Your stars need to be stars. Those guys that you rely on to get you to this point, your Baker Mayfields, your Mike Evanses, your Antoine Winfield Juniors, your Levante Davids, your Vita Veyas, those guys are the ones that you have to look to and say, get us to the next round. So the Bucs got away with, with not needing their offensive stars to be stars on Monday night. They can't get away with it here. Got to go to Mike Evans early, often, and he's going to have himself a day. Sounds pretty good. And if Mike Evans has himself a day, then it's very possible that my bold prediction will come true because I'm going to predict that Baker Mayfield is going to get the best of Tom Brady. Kind of. Just like he kind of already did. First Buccaneers quarterback to have 300 plus yards throwing and three touchdowns in a playoff game. Tom Brady never did that. Not saying Baker's better than Tom Brady. Just saying he did something that Tom Brady never did. Uh, And right now, Tom Brady is also the only Buccaneers quarterback in history to have two, three touchdown playoff game performances. But he also has three interceptions combined in those games. Um, And actually, they all came in one game. So that was fun. Um, I'm going to predict that Baker Mayfield is going to get himself his second three touchdown pass game of his Bucs postseason career. And he's going to have fewer interceptions than Tom Brady. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. My bold prediction is that Baker Mayfield is going to throw three touchdowns and less than three interceptions, which sounds a little bit less bold when you don't put the Tom Brady spin on it. That's why I put the Tom Brady (laughs) flavoring. On top of it, I think it's a pretty cool stat line, though. If, if Baker can get three more touchdown passes and less than three interceptions, then he will have done another thing that Tom Brady never did. This is just that's this is the generation of quarterbacks doing things that Bucks quarterbacks never did. So that's why I went that direction. Uh, and if all three of those things go to Mike Evans, then so be it. We will we will gladly uh, observe oh. those things. So um, a, that's my a Mike, prediction. A Mike Evans hat trick while the Lightning. Play the Red Wings immediately after that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the also the irony if Mike Evans gets a hat trick and then Steven Stamkos gets a hat trick when those are two guys that may not be in Tampa next year is wild, wild. Mike also, we need to get double. I I think he will too, but we need to get double credentialed. We're going to need to walk across the street to Joe Lewis and go cover the Lightning and Red Wings. Yeah, I have absolutely zero justification on how to get credentialed for a Lightning game, but if you can make that happen, by all means. Make that happen, and I will go with you. Um, right. I I would just I would like Mike Evans to give his third touchdown ball to CJ Gardner Johnson. That would be hilarious. <laughs> um, my player of the game for this Buccaneers game. We talked a lot about this defense. We actually went mostly offense on our bowl predictions, which is interesting. But my player of the game is going to be on the offensive side of the ball as well. It's going to be right tackle Luke Gedeki. Uh, so I almost said Gedeki because I was joking about pregame. Anyway, Luke Gedeki. Uh, he allowed two pressures against the Detroit Lions the first time these two teams played, according to Pro Football Focus. Aiden Hutchinson had one total pressure in this game, again, according to Pro Football Focus. However, none of Aiden Hutchinson's pressures, well, none, his only pressure did not come against the right tackle. 14 snaps, these two went, uh, you know, locked horns went head to head. 14 times the right tackle beat the uh, the defensive end. So that is what needs to happen again. So I'm not going to give a bold prediction here, but. That needs to be priority number one. Like if you can, if you can stifle Aiden Hutchinson, then you give your offense a chance to be able to do some damage against his Lions defense. Uh, Paul, aka Florida Dreamhouse, says that you are a hero who doesn't need a cape. Awesome. So, I don't know why, but I appreciate it. I I don't I don't know why either, but I'm I'm here for it. Uh, all right, my predictive player of the game 
goes back to my key to victory, and it's going to be Kalijah Kansi. Kalijah Kansi has to be that dude and and be the guy that kind of anchors the natural pass rush that I was talking about without having to send in all those extra guys. He has to have the game of his career. And not only that, if he starts off hot and, and he's immediately getting into the backfield a couple of times, then they're, the offensive line is going to start to focus on him a little bit. <clears throat> it's going to open things up for Vita Vea. It's going to open things up for Greg Gaines. It's going to open things up on the outside. Anthony Nelson, Yaya Diaby, Shaq Barrett, Joe Tryon Trinka, all these guys. But it all runs through Kalijah Kansi's quick get off, you know, elusive initial move and getting into Jared Goff's face early on. Force him into those mistakes that he will make if you're not sending five, six, seven guys at a time. I know their entire strategy against the Eagles was we're going to send more than you can block, which in theory is a great idea, but against Jared Goff, who has Amon Ross St. Brown, who has Sam Laporta, who has better weapons than Jalen Hurts did last week, it could lead to big play disaster. So it's all on Kalijah Kansi. To me, I think he has a big day. My score prediction for those of you that watched or listened to the crossover, you know, for the second week in a row, I pivoted mid-show and I, I had to pick the Buccaneers to win this one. I said it's going to be 26 to 23. Evan is sticking with the Lions, but adjusted his score a little bit. He thinks the Buccaneers cover. He's taking the Lions to win 24 to 20. David, your score prediction for this one. I'm offended that Evan thinks the Buccaneers are only going to score 20 points. That's that's part of my prediction. Um, listen, Paul, if I'm the hero that doesn't need a cape, it's the actual story is going to be because my, my cape was revoked. I got the Lions, guys. Like I got the Lions 27 to 23. Look, I think the game's going to be competitive. I wouldn't be surprised to have this thing come on like a, la a late touchdown or something like that for the Lions and the Buccaneers have a fourth quarter lead, stuff like that. But I do, I just, I got to be honest with you guys. I can't, I can't pander. I can't tell you what you want to hear. And if I told you I think the Bucs are going to win this game, that's exactly what I would be doing. I have too much respect, James, for Locked On Bucks listeners and viewers to just tell you what you want to hear. I do think the Lions are going to win this game. I think it's going to be 27-23, but it's going to be a great run, a great ride. Uh, certainly not, you know, Baker just doing enough to ruin the Buccaneers draft status. Like, you know, th this was a, a fun season. If this is where it ends, um, hopefully it's not, though. I, I'm more than happy for every single one of you to remind me and Evan because uh, Evan will be in Detroit too. He won't be in the booth with us when we're in the episode. But I will definitely make sure to to involve him in all of the the backlash that he and I both receive when the Buccaneers win this game. So I look forward to that. Definitely let me have it without cuss words, because if you put cuss words, we can't put you up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And that is going to do it for this episode of Locked On Bucks. Again, thanks to all of you in the chat. You guys have been absolutely crushing it lately. It's been fun to talk about this run, and hopefully we're going to be talking about a Buccaneers win live from Ford Field Sunday night. Make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube and you have those notifications turned on, or my uh, Locked On Bucks insiders, you guys are going to know exactly when we're going live. You know I'm going to shoot out a text and let you guys know, but Live post-game reaction, win or lose, from Ford Field with the both of us. And maybe Evan, I don't know. He might have a plane to catch, or he might be running across the street to the lightning game. Uh, but 
one way or another, we will see you all Sunday night. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Make sure that you are following along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82. Check out everything that David is doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out my work over at BucksNation.com. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, thanks so much for joining us right here on the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 